Welcome to the 165th edition of the Guna Podcast. This is your host, Kevin Witcher, and we are recording this on the Tuesday evening between the defeat at Newcastle and the visit to the Emirates of West Ham next Sunday. We'll start with the traditional panel intros. First up, the man who did the deal with the devil and accepted a further five seasons of Arsene Wenger as Arsenal manager if a team could win last season's FA Cup final it's hello to the legend that is the hybrid by Steve Ashford. Uh, good afternoon, and um, I live to regret that. Devil's <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah. Diablo himself. So, um, second up, a man who said he would not pay to watch another Arsenal match this season and was true to his word until the club reached the knockout stages of the Champions League. This month, renamed in honour of an Arsenal defender who might just pop up in the conversation during the next hour, it's a very good evening to Mustafi. Goldstein. Ooh, God, yeah. <laughs> and finally, with my eternal thanks for agreeing to fill in on the panel at late notice due to a last-minute dropout, he was last on the panel 12 months ago and came across as the more optimistic of the three voices. Let's see if the last year has done anything to dent that. It's welcome <laughs> back to Tim Charlesworth. Hello. Right, gentlemen. Well, firstly, an announcement which I think... Generally, there is an awareness of, but um, just to complete the the circle, as it were, in case there's anyone in doubt, uh, the campaign to save the print version of the Guna fanzine was successful, and we will still be around next season. Hooray! Uh, last month, there was some doubts, so uh, we were giving it a good old plug, and fortunately, um, there was enough awareness, enough publicity, and many thanks to all those who did uh, help out on that front. Uh, a great make. institution has been well, saved. Well, I think for some it's a link to the past. They decided yes. they didn't want to... Uh, <coughs> fanzine of the year as well. Mm. Well, it was Fanzine of the year. Yes, it was. Right, so um, we've had quite a few contributions. And given um, a rather mixed set of games in the last four weeks, um, some good, uh, some okay, some very bad, um, but the focus really hasn't changed. And... It's, it's about what's going to happen between now and the end of a season, and specifically at the end of a season. And I, I tend to group the questions contributed into topics, and a lot of them have got the initials AW by them. Um, so um, Andy Williams. Uh, if only. Um, so well, let's, start with, let's start with Pete Mountford's uh, tweet. Would Arsene Wenger have the balls to announce he's leaving before the end of the season? And, if it was to leave, would he just quietly slip away at the end? Well, that's a contradiction in terms, because if he announces he's going, then there is just the big hoo-ha. If he quietly slips away, it'll be because he hasn't said anything, and... He's not going to do any of that, though, is he? He's not going to slip away. Well, he he might... (coughs) Is a scenario whereby he is sacked, but yeah, he's, he's left by mutual consent. And then he won't leave. He'll he's never sacked. leave. We're stuck with him forever. It's the <laughs> twilight zone. If he's sacked, he'll be sacked in June or in the middle of May. But won't it be announced <coughs> as a resignation for his own... Probably. Right. But he's, always, he's always been very, very vehement and very strong on saying... I always see out my contracts. I always honour my so contracts. So if, if they announce the fact that, oh, Arsene Wenger has left by mutual consent, mm. 
everyone's going to know the trigger's been pulled. Right. No one's going to think, oh, Wenger's resigned. In that case, he's quietly slipped away, hasn't he? Uh, I don't know. I can't see Wenger quietly slipping away somewhere. Well, do you think he'll come out and say, no, I didn't want to go, I was sacked? Probably. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I I think quietly (laughs) slipping away is the most likely thing. Whatever, Whatever the board do think of him, they clearly have enough respect for him to try and uh, allow him to exit gracefully if he does exit. And I think, you know, we saw Ferguson quietly slip away, much to the irritation of Robin Van Persie, which I think we all enjoyed, that, that he, he clearly hadn't told anybody mm. uh, he was going and, and, and he went. And I suspect that Wenger would like to do the same thing, whether, whether the uh, internal machinations will be kept private, who knows? It's more and more difficult these days, isn't it? But mm. uh, I suspect he will. If he does go this summer, which I don't think we should con- uh, consider as a as a given, I think he will try and slip quietly away. I think, unlike Ferguson, though, I, I don't see anyone being too worried about it if he does. Well, in a way, it didn't Ferguson wait until Man United had secured the title. Yes, he did before yeah. making any yes. public announcement. Well, he went he went out on a high. <laughs> no, no, but he was smart. He went out on a high. You know, yes. he, 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 he. Well, Arsenal could have done that. He could have. Yeah. Well, he had three chances recently. You know, mm. three FA Cups. Each one he could have just gone. Mm. And uh, his, you know, he 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 thinks he can still win. You, the you think when he signed that new two-year deal last May? Arson, what do you think Arson thought he could achieve in the two years? I still thought, I think he could still thought he could build a squad that can challenge for the league or the Champions League in his dreams. Um, and he's been living in a dream, you know, for a while now, unfortunately. And the reality is, of course, we're so far away from that. And, and he, he's, he's unable to motivate the players. And he's unable to um, build... A concrete defence, or any kind of defence, really. Uh, we're actually further away now than we were this time last year. Yeah. We spent fifty million on Aubameyang, fifty million on Lacazette. Probably spent other money in the summer that I can't quite recall at the moment, but I'm sure we did. Um, and yet we've got a worse away record this year, the worst in the top half of the table. West Brom have got a, a, have conceded actually less goals than we have on the road. And they're bottom of the table. Yeah. Um, the away record is appalling. I mean, we, we've not improved one iota do, in the last do, do you think Arsene believes that he can turn that around next season? I'm sure he does believe. I'm sure he believes. He, 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 he thinks, if, if only I can just this, and if only I can just that, and he's got this little, you know, this, there's some, it, it's an addiction, right? It is a, a kind of what addiction. What do you think is his understanding of the reasons the team has fallen short. What's what's he think? The he reasons? thinks he's unlucky, doesn't he? Because it's like, just bad luck. Because even on Sunday they said to him, Arson, the worst um, the worst Premier League record you've had away from home since nineteen eighty four, five defeats on the trot, five consecutive away defeats in the calendar year for the first time since nineteen twenty five. Uh, what what's gone wrong? How do you put this right? And he said something to the effect of, I really don't know, we're just in a bad run. It's more than a bad run. You know, the defence is absolutely appalling. It's, it's terrible, that defence is. And as far as I'm aware, whenever there's a chance on the training ground for someone to put it right, he never lets them. Right, well, that brings in a question from Joe Gagliardi, a regular uh, contributor, who asks, is Mustafi really that poor, or can some of the blame be placed on Wenger and the system? 
So let's say there is another manager who gets hold of the same defenders. Are these defenders capable of doing better? Or have we just bought duds? I said to you earlier on today, actually, Kev, that if Guardiola had our first team, as it is now, our squad of 20-odd players, Guardiola had those players next season, and we had the Manchester City squad from this season, but we kept Wenger with those Man City players, and they kept Guardiola with the Arsenal players, I guarantee we'd be 20 points behind City next season. Right. So that answers the question. Mustafi, Chambers, Holding, Zaka, they'd all be much better players under Guardiola. So the blame is on Wenger. Blame is on Wenger. I'm not, I'm not convinced that's right. I think Wenger is actually quite good at getting the best out of his team. One of the remarkable things about us is we are incredibly consistent. We're consistent on a downward curve right now, but we are incredibly consistent. We don't have these huge fluctuations like you see at Chelsea, for example, who've gone from first to fifth. We're quite steady. You know, we are going steadily downwards, but we are quite steady. And I think that's because he's getting pretty much the best out of the players. I, I, my feeling is that this is not a very good team. There so, are some I mean, interesting players in it. <laughs> who's responsible for securing or bringing through the players that are in the first team squad? Who's well, it's interesting, isn't it? So, so I, I, there's been a lot in the in the media about Guardiola recently, hasn't there? And, and, and I, you know, he some of the things he's done this season really reminds me of Wenger. 15 years ago, that, that he's turning good players into excellent players. So I'm thinking of players like Sterling, uh, De Bruyne, who, who were, not, were not terrible players uh, when he started with them, but he's getting that bit more out of them. And Wenger did that. You know, he got, he got more out of Pires and Vieira and Henri, and he, he turned he got them more out of Adam. He Adam said Wenger gave them an ex, all an extra five years they'd yeah. never have had. But that was 15 years ago. That was 15 years ago. Years ago. Yeah. Um, the Wenger then and Wenger now are two different animals. Yeah. And, and so I would I actually agree with both of you, or disagree with both of you, in that I do feel that we are three or some of our players aren't quite good enough. I mean, Mustafi, he really needs to. You know, there were two occasions in the last two games. You know, he's got to attack the ball and clear it before the, the attacker does. He's not attacking the ball. He's just, oh, oh, after you. You know what I mean? It's just not on. I can see the same goal two weeks running. <coughs> I know. In the Southampton Shane Long one. Yeah. And then the IOZ Perez one on Sunday. Exactly the same goal. Yeah. I mean, just criminal. But I think on the, by the same token, you've got players like... Uh, uh, you know, Bellerin, you've got players, various other players, like Wilshire, for example, has now slipped, he seems to have slipped into a kind of a, he's playing it, it's like he's running in deep mud or something, right? he's, he's behind the game. And then you've got, you've got um, Ramsey's been playing quite well, yeah. funnily enough, yeah, uh, who's yeah. never been, I've, I've always kind of criticised Ramsey, yeah, yeah. but he's suddenly seems to have, have matured as a player. So I think it's very inconsistent what's going on on the pitch. Now, I, I, I can't really make Shaka out, you know, a, a, Will you consider this? I, I don't think any of those players, if, I don't know whether it's Wenger or not, but the, none of those players are what I would call, apart from maybe Ozil in, in fleeting moments, and possibly a Bamiyang, with still the jury's out for me. I mean, he's looking good so far, and Lacazette, although he's our top scorer, still don't. I mean, I'm not inspired necessarily. I mean, uh, apart from the goal against Newcastle was a good goal, but uh, they, you know, they couldn't repeat it. Uh, how many world class players are in that team? How many, how many of those players would get into 
Uh, well, like a, like a, a Germany or a Spain. Well, Ozil's world class when he plays like he did against AC Milan and CSK Moscow, and especially in the home game when he ran the game and basically just had just created everything. He was fantastic in that CSK home game. I'd yeah. say Ozil was world class, but why you have to ask this of Wenger as well? Why does Ozil get every northern away game off? Yeah. Why does he just go shopping to those matches? When he's getting paid three, four times more than all the other players. Well, it's just it's and inexcusable. He's to have a weekend off. It's inexcusable because yeah, okay, we played away in <laughs> Moscow a few days before, but you know what? There's another another sort of a week and a half until our next big important game. Uh, you know, the, the Atletico Madrid game. There's no reason you can't play Özil for the first half and go go two or three nil yeah, up against the yeah, Jordies. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's, there's no point. There's no point in going there. And you know, Willock, God bless him. It's not Willock's fault. He's 18 years old. I mean, he's stuck there, and he's suddenly he's meant to what him him and Awobi are meant to be Özil. I mean, Awobi is you know, it's not. It's God bless Awobi. You know, he's. I was really inspired by Awobi when he started. When he had the number yeah. 49 oh, yeah. on the back, yeah. we, we started a little song. Number 49, 49 is Awobi, right? Uh, and then he changed his shirt number, and it's gone downhill ever since. I'm not saying it's the shirt number, but he, he's not. He's not the player he was. And he looks like he's. He's scared on the ball. He looks like there's fit, and that's that's the thing. Under Wenger, these players they seem to be scared. And what, one thing I will point out is, all if you you watch it, watch a game like you watch Barca or Real Madrid or any of these teams, and they get the ball, they pass it, they ping it about, right? City ping it about, Tottenham ping it about. And we're like, oh, I've got the ball, right? I better like, like I'll, I'll readjust my body a bit now. Shall I pass it there or shall I pass it? Oh, I'll pass it back to the keeper. It's so cagey, right? We're so cagey the whole time. We're not like, come on, let's have this. You know what I mean? It's, it's uh, we that has got half, to be down to the in the first half against Milan and the first half against CSKA. We looked a bit pingy. We looked like we were spreading it around and moving it quite fast and yeah. finding space, getting behind the defence. Um, but is that because AC Milan and the CSK are bad sides? Or because we raised our game. Well, a mixture of both, but yeah. I think also you've got Özil and you've got Wilshire and you've got Ramsey in the, an attack, quite an attacking midfield. Whereas if you've got Iwobi and Willock, they're, they're just they're just they're not at that level yet. You know, no. they've not and they haven't they're not getting the coaching. Iwobi and yeah. Willock under Guardiola, yeah. I reckon he could turn them into yeah. players. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But Wenger's not doing it. He just does not. He's not. It's not happening. It's but to not say happening. that these five away game run is just down to bad luck and they're in a rut I mean I mean, do something man. do something to sort it out right well I'm, I'm just going to briefly um, mention another contribution because we touched on it uh, <coughs> we're on Instagram now believe it or not um, so Paul Lay I'm not sure he pronounced that but uh, he asked why does Alex Iwobi start over people like Maitland-Niles and Nelson um, mm. Which is a valid question. Because he's a better player at the moment. Well, is he? I think he is. The other question related to that would be Is the league now meaningless enough that Arsenal is right to be giving the youngsters first no. team starts? Because he started Reese Nelson at home to Southampton. And he, he started. Wasn't good enough. He started Joe. Well, how do they become good? He started Joe Willock uh, away at Newcastle. So one suspects maybe one youngster will be starting every Premier League game. Yeah, I can, can accept one. I can accept one youngster, but as we again we said earlier, we, we'll probably touch on it in a minute. Mm. If we don't finish six, mm. our, our close season is going to be in ruins. It's yes. going to be we're going to be in crisis. Right. So we need to make sure we finish six. Right. Well, in that case, you play your strongest possible team. Why is he resting players 
uh, at Newcastle. He made six changes. Yeah, yeah. no, to the that team was that I, I think he's absolutely right. I, I think the the league games are verging on pointless, and 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 this is this is a weird situation. Well, they're not for us. if we don't end up sixth. If Burnley <coughs> overtake us, which could could happen. Yeah. And also, here's the thing: the the the, the 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 football league is still okay. We want to win the Champions League. That's not happening. It's still the most important thing, and it's all those Arsenal fans who took a train up to Newcastle and paid their money to go and watch Arsenal to turn up there and have some team in blue, right, with poor young Willock running up. It's Dad's yeah. Army out. There's a go and watch Dad's Army in blue. Yeah. That's not Arsenal. That's an insult. That's what it is. That's yeah. how I feel. I, feel I think it's an we're, we're not used to this. And, and it, I, I was trying to think the last time we had meaningless league fixtures. And it's an awful long time ago. Well, it depends whether or not you think once you've secured fourth place, they're meaningless. Because we've had quite a few end of seasons where there's been nothing at stake in terms of the club's uh, position at not, that not point often, in time. Because mostly <laughs> third and fourth has made a big difference uh, for the qualifying uh, rounds of the Champions League, we've rarely secured third. Mm. Uh, third is all, even if you've not won, but you know you're in the top four. It's still important to finish third. Yeah. Uh, I think we've had, we've always had. Me- I, the last meaningless matches I can remember are, are the '97 matches uh, after we'd won the um, after we'd won the league and we lost those two well, final matches. Well, we lost, yeah, but the, you've won the league. That's a high class yeah. problem. Yeah, you yeah. can't compare that. But we've this. never we haven't had that since. So we've always either won the league in uh, uh, in a tight finish, or in the Invincibles season. Of course, the pressure was never off because we had to not. Not lose, uh, yeah. lose the yeah. final uh, yeah. games of the season, yeah. and I don't think we've had these meaningless well, there's fixtures. Certainly I think been they're a nasty shock <laughs> at the end of the season, which has seen low crowds. You must admit that. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes. So yeah. uh, uh, why That's last why, season it was very noticeable? Why are people not coming? <laughs> if those games have meaning, because uh, it, well, take last season. Uh, as, as an example, last season crowds did get very low, and there are all sorts of reasons why crowds are low that aren't just because we're not doing very well. Um, but last season, we were still in it for fourth, uh, uh, pretty close to the end. So, so they, hadn't, they hadn't become meaningless in the way they are now, but we are, we're not in it. We're not in it for anything. There's nothing to be I gained. I missed it by point last year. Well, no, there's... Yeah. Missed it by point, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah, we? Yeah. So we were in yeah. it, right? Yeah, 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 there's, yeah. Listen, there's pride yeah. and there's Arsenal Football Club to play for. There's the history and tradition <laughs> of Arsenal Football Club. And if those players and that, this manager can't take the remaining Premiership fixtures seriously, turn up in a red and white kit and go and fucking beat Newcastle. You know, I mean, sorry, who haven't beaten us for years, who are a mediocre team at best, right? Who we were 1-0 up against them, great goal. We cannot, you know, we don't... We do, if Ozil was playing, or Ozil, and OK, Ramsey's injured, but, you know, if you had a more of a first-team outfit there, you know, we could have won that game. Now, every game's important. I don't care, right? No, every think, single game. I think Arsenal for, and also for the future, because you build confidence that way. Yeah. So for next season, we go on, on a run now. If we won went, every league home, well, we home did, game. I think most fans would agree with you, but yeah. the reality is that professional sport doesn't work that way. That's the way that football fans think. That's not well, the way that professional sport Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. You, we we, looked at but look how it works, because 
you take the fans seriously because if you don't, guess what? They don't turn up. And this is how it works. If we don't turn up, Arsenal goes down. Well, and that's how professional I football works. Well Empty that seats. Thing. That's well. Yeah, but this is the thing. <laughs> if you're saying, saying that's how fan, you know, you're saying that fans, are, you know, we professionals know what we're doing, like on the board or what. That's not how it works. Obviously, it does work that way because if we keep losing like this, it's going to get emptier and emptier and emptier, oh, and yeah. people are just going to say that's enough. And it's going to be like 1974-75 again. You'd be standing there with 26,000 people, yeah. only in a really we, big stadium. If we're not already, yeah. Now, now get, get, into, get into this Burnley situation and finishing seventh. They've got a much easier run in than we have. Their only hard game is Arsenal away, and they'll be up for that big time. Yeah, oh God. Um, We've got difficult fixtures. Man United away, West Ham at home, maybe not that difficult, but they'll, they'll want to win to stay up. Then we've got Leicester away, which is traditionally not a good ground for us. Huddersfield away, they could be battling to stay up. Um, Man United away, which we're probably going to lose. Um, they're, 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 there's every, every chance, if we carry on the way we are, we're going to finish seventh this well, season. Well, do you know what? Maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing, so because maybe, if you look what happened to Chelsea... They're, but they bottomed out, yeah. didn't they? And they, they, where did they end up? Like nothing. Not they didn't win a thing. And they bottomed out, and then they won the league the following if we year. Finished seventh, though. Do we want two qualifying rounds of the Europa League before the season even starts? No, do we want to be in the Europa League next season? Is it better just not to be in the Europa League and try and build ourselves up and try and get into well, a second they're, they're, and third? And fourth? Believe it or not, and people don't generally acknowledge this, the Europa League is probably worth thirty million to the club through the mixture of TV revenue and the gate money. Okay, what's, what's ending up third worth to the club? Well, second? In the Champions League? No, in the league. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about what the money they get for being in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. But what I'm saying is if we're not in the Europa League yes. and we can have a, a decent league campaign, um, well, I mean, play the no, first team no, every it's, week. It's, we're it's, not it's, making it's more money though, aren't it's we? It's worth about yeah. a million pound a position. Right, it's not worth Extra. a lot. No. I, d- I don't think you can argue, much as I'd like to, I don't think you can argue that our poor league performance is because we've been playing in the Europa League. Well, it doesn't affect it. Because we're playing second Well, no, no well, exactly, he's playing second there's, there's, there's well, that the is the thing. If we're not in the Europa League, you can play the first team every league game. That's why there's That's no excuse this season. Yes, we he played the reserves. He played the reserves last week. No, but he did that in the group stage, Bessie. In the group stage. In the group stage, he played the reserves in the Europa League. Yeah. And the first team in the so it would give so, the first team yeah. players the rest required so they could do a Chelsea, yeah. not have the European yeah. destruction, yeah, but that, but go and win the league. And it yes. still didn't fucking It's work. only recently that he started playing the first team <laughs> yeah. in the Europa it's League. Only the last round. <laughs> Once it's become pointless to try and yeah. uh, do anything in the league. I mean, we, 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 we went from September to December playing the first team every single Sunday after Europa League games. We did. And they didn't play Thursday night. None of them did. Yeah. Well, but the question again is, is there a quality enough in the first team or with a different manager, would he be able to bring that quality out of the players we've got? Right, well, let's, let's go to another uh, contribution. This one from email. From Rob. I thought you said emo. Email. Emo. Email. Emo? No. Emo. Who's Emo? I was a famous comedian in the 90s. For those not watching, uh, the Highbury Spire is now halfway through a bottle of wine. (laughs) Damn fine one. He had Um, a really weird voice. So, anyway, Rob Gregory emails, if a new manager comes in for next season, a rebuilding (laughs) job is clearly required on the squad. This cannot be done in one window. How many ins and outs can the panel see in this initial window? 
And will the outs tell us as much about our new direction as the ins? Well, I will say this, okay. Uh, Firstly, um, I believe that the securement of a Dortmund scout, Sven Mislintat, uh, suggests that it could be a very busy window, regardless of whether Arsenal stays or not. But this question is about a new manager. Um, Let's just say we've got a hardcore of, let's say, 16 first-team players. How many do you think will be off in the summer? Of this year's first-team players? Of this year's first-team players. Can we name them as well? Yes, we can name them. So, Czech and Ospina. Okay. Bellerin. I'm going to name them to count them. Bellerin, Mustafi, Koscielny. Chambers. Holding. I'll say one centre-back. I'll give you one centre-back. Chambers. Um, Monreal Kolasinac. Um, Elneny. Xhaka. Ramsey, Wilshire, Iwobi, Ozil, Lacazette, Obama Yang. Any others I've missed? Mkhitaryan, yes. So let's yeah. say 18. Oh, Mkhitaryan. Yeah. 18 we'll players. Yeah, decent so, players. I mean, how many do you think? Most of them will still be here next year. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, let's yeah. say who's off. Ospina? Czech and Ospina. Well, Czech Bell- isn't going One anymore. of Czech and Ospina. I think Bellerin's off. I reckon Bellerin will go. Bellerin? No. Bellerin. Oh, right, Ospina? Oh, right, Ospina will go if if he doesn't become the number one next season, yeah. which I don't think he will. Right, so, so he's I off. reckon he'll go. He's off. I think Czech, Czech, will, will, be the, Czech will be the number two next won't, year. Yeah. Won't no. Czech re- uh, announce his retirement, possibly? No, Czech will be the number two. He'll play the cup games. Right, so who's going to play one? the league games? Well, a new signing. I mean, there's talk of either Oblak from Atletico Madrid, if we could afford oh, him. Oh, in our dreams. Or the German keeper... Burnt Lino. If we get Oblak, will it be the first bearded keeper we've ever had? <laughs> I reckon it will be. Uh, oh, not a I reckon, I reckon didn't Jimmy keeper? Rimmer once grow a beard? Oh, he did. You're right, he yeah. did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Well done. Yeah. Jimmy Rimmer did have a beard. Thank you. I remember Jimmy right. Rimmer used to run up and down the six-yard line, sort of a six-yard six box, sort of warming up, didn't he? Sort of jump up and down. Yeah. Uh, so why would General uh, yeah, Blake swap Atletico Madrid, where they're going for the title every year, you know, nice big stadium, full up. Why would he swap it for the oh, wages? And wages, money. Well, it might not be Wenger. <laughs> Do we yeah. feel that players yeah. like Chambers and Holding are really kind of up to it? No, I thought Chambers and, was. And, and, and for that matter, Mustafi now is 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 really showing a yeah. lot of fragility, isn't yeah. it? I mean, Mislintat is watching some of the home matches. He's in the director's box. Only some. Well, I don't know. I don't look at the director's box to spot him every time. But sometimes he's going to be abroad scouting. Yeah, yeah I know. But, yeah. Yeah, but can't yeah. you watch it on, t- on Sky? It's or not the same, Basti. Yeah, but, but you, can still, you can still watch a game and see who's playing badly, can't you? I'll tell you what. Isn't I... it not, not, you don't get the same picture. Because the thing is, the camera's only trained on where the ball is. Yeah, that's true. Positionally, and Steve will tell you this, where we sit, at home matches mm. you see the whole picture yeah. and you can see guys who might not be on camera and see they're not doing a job or they are doing a job well there, there is that uh, yeah. a, a lot of the time where the ball is is where the error is made well there is that too <laughs> yes. yeah. but things lead to those errors positioning yeah. you do see a much better game live I look at our squad in a slightly different way I, I think we have got two world class players in Aubameyang and Ozil I think they are both 
super talented players. And then I think we've got a lot of players who appear to have talent but don't seem to be getting the best out of them. So there's quite a few I'd put in that mm. list. Lacazette, uh, Mkhitaryan, Xhaka, Mustafi, Bellerin. Uh, these are all players who appear to be quite talented Ramsey. football. Ramsey, yeah. who appear to be quite talented. To be fair, Welbeck. Ramsey's having quite a good season. Monreal, Possibly well, Monreal's kind yeah. of on the border for me. Yeah, and, and you yeah. can kind of imagine a new manager coming in and in, in my happier moments yeah. I can imagine a new manager coming in getting the best out of all those players yeah. and suddenly you feel oh this is a really good team yeah, yeah. Right. My, my, my brain tells me that's actually not very likely yeah. and what's more likely is you have a new manager in who'll spend the next year saying how crap uh, the deadwood he's inherited from uh, Arsene Wenger is uh, and, and basically subtly trying to slag them off and get rid of them and get the club to spend an awful lot of money. But do you, uh, do you not think them? that those judgments will already be being made? No, that's true. The, 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 modern, the modern football club does not rely on the, management, the manager to make uh, uh, judgments on players' skills, capabilities and abilities. They're, they're, you know, they're there are mountains of analysts, aren't there, who are pouring over every footstep mm. uh, that these guys take. So, so I think that's right in the sense those judgments are not not really manager judgments in the way they were 15 years ago. But I do think there are. I, I think managers still are the the biggest single influence in getting the best out of players. Uh, and and you look at um, uh, I think Klopp and Guardiola are particularly impressive. Uh, on that front at the moment that they're getting quite a lot out of players who aren't obviously the most talented uh, players in the world and I think they're, I think they're doing well um, and I think Good we're point. not no. <laughs> you, can you, make, at, you can make that you argument for Conte last season when you look at Milner, well, also a very sore point Pochettino yeah. Dare I say? Well, yes, I, 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 know, yeah. I know you were trying yeah, to avoid yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're He's right. doing a good job. Yeah. You know. Go to Liverpool. If you look at Milner at Liverpool, as Tim was just saying, Klopp's getting the best out of average players. Milner, Henderson, Lovren, yeah, um, yeah. The, both fullbacks. Some would say Chamberlain. The, 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 these are all pretty average players. Yeah, we and could he's have got them in the Champions League semi-final. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, Henderson when he plays for England, I go, Henderson, are you sure? I wouldn't have even Arsenal's reserves. No. And yet no. he's in a team that's in the Champions League semi-final. Well, because they're an organised team, organised attacking team. team. Milner? Uh, Milner? Would you have Milner at Arsenal? No. But Clark gets the best out of him. He's doing very well, and We yeah. need a manager like that. Yes. Big time. So, I'm going to give you this scenario, all right? And I'm just going to read Simon Albert's question, uh, which he emailed first. If Arsene Winger... If Arsene Wenger wins the Europa League, he'll be the only the third Arsenal manager to win a European trophy. Shouldn't that at least let him see out his contract? So I'm giving you this question. Arsene wins the Europa League, gets us back into the Champions League. He's beaten Atletico Madrid over two legs to do it. Does that warrant him a final year? Yes or no? Well, this is they're doing a deal with the devil again, isn't it? I mean, it would make. You don't need to make any deals. Make, Give me your personal yes view. Yes or no, Steve. It would make, Are you a Tory MP? It would make, yes or no. It would make next season more palatable with Wenger if we won a trophy. Would you rather he was there? If even if we won the Europa League, would you rather have would him swap, or another manager? Would I swap? Would no, no, I'm not giving you that deal. You've already yes, balls yes, that up last uh, season, haven't you? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah. I want the Europa League. Fuck it. I'll take Wenger for another year. No, it's not a deal with the devil. I'm right. saying we've won the Europa League. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Do you want Arsenal there? Does he deserve it? Does he deserve oh, that last God. year? Well, if we, if, we can, if we lose to Man United, Leicester and Huddersfield, he would have lost eight away games on the trot True. in domestic football. True. Winning the Europa League does not counteract that, does not make right. it better. Okay. So I would say no. Good. Right, I've got an answer. That was tortuous. No. I would say, yes, he will stay the extra year. But Whether would you he want deserves him to... it or not is another question. You, you would say not good enough for you? Look, if he, win, no. if he, wins, if he does win the Europa League this season... He deserves it. And if you look at the whole 20 years in one big horrible puddle, yes, he does. I'll give him, I would say, one more, but then you've really, really got to go. (laughs) Tim? No. Thank you. Right. So that's that one taken care of. I'm now going to give the other side of the coin, which is more a way of exploring the angle from the board's position. Oh, by the way, on half pay, can I throw that in? Right, well, good luck with that. (laughs) Jonathan Hausman, a regular uh, questioner, has tweeted, win the Europa or not, someone has to call time on this nightmare and remove the manager. Will anyone on this board manage to convince Stan to do this? If Arsen is still here for 12 more months, surely it makes Ivan's position as untenable as Arsen's. Well, has the, the question there really is, last May, Arsene persuaded Stan Kroenke to give him a new deal, mm. reputedly against the vote of the board of directors, which makes their existence pretty pointless in my book, not how to run a company, but that's another conversation. Um, what is is to- anything different this year? What he's saying year? this year is, he's saying, we've stank the place out again this year, particularly away from home, if but the board it, it, then go to Cronky and say we want to get rid of him in the summer, yeah. Cronky says, no, no, one more year, he's got a contract, Does he? let's keep Why him. did he send Josh over for three months? Um, I don't know, I don't know. Um, because he didn't trust the information he was getting from Gazidis? Good question, good question, Kev, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's probably a bit of humour in that somewhere for someone a bit more wittier than me, but... I can't think. I mean, he obviously sent him over to find out what's going on at the club. And that was, the, you know, it is is Wenger as shit as everyone tells well, him. Well, he wouldn't have done that if yeah. he was perfectly content, surely. Uh, you're probably right. You're probably right. Hmm. So hopefully Josh will go back to him and say, look, Kazidis was right all along. If hmm. he comes back to you this summer with the same proposition this year, take him up on it. Hmm. All being well. Hmm. But I can see where the question is going because if Kazidis says, look, Told you last year, should have gone. This year, we've been even worse. Look at that away record. Look at our position in the table. We're just going down and down and down. This year, he's got to go. If Cronky then says, no, 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 he's staying. He's my man. Then I get what the question is coming from. Does Gazidis walk? Right. Okay. Well, my argument there would have been he would have walked last uh, yeah. summer if he was ever going to yeah. walk. Yeah. Um, and, and I doubt he's going to get a job that pays as well as yeah, this because, one. Yeah, because he's trying to do his best for Arsenal and he just keeps getting overruled. Well, I mean, he, there have been obviously changes this season. Arsenal is not in the position of complete control he was. Yeah. I think everyone is aware of that. So behind the scenes, effectively what's happening is the club are preparing for the post Arsenal era. I would say what I'm pretty upset with as well, as far as the board and, and on executive level... Uh, the de-Arsenalification, what I would call. I've always seen Arsenal as being a bit of a kind of, you know, you grow up there as a kid, you go there your whole life, 
there's this kind of reliable, trustworthy thing, the Arsenal that you go to. It's yeah, like the I don't absolutely. know, like the and you go and you know, little things, lots of little things. For example, attendance figures, home attendance, you know, lying about those, right? Mm. Blatantly, mm. right? Well they just shouldn't call it attendance. Well no, of course not. That's lying then. It's using the wrong word, it's misleading, mm. right? So misleading supporters, misleading the press, misleading the world, right? So sort of Trump kind of behaviour, right? Yeah. Uh, you've got the change of not having the same sleeves length, right? Tradition for years at Arsenal. Captain says, what sleeves are we wearing? We all wear the same sleeves. Uh, that, that, this blue shirt away nonsense, you why know, we where we don't blue? need to. Why are we wearing lots blue? and lots of little. I know, why are we wearing blue? Lots why and lots. blue at Newcastle? Well, it's silly. It's really, well, because, because for, for some sort of sponsorship deal, whatever. We know why it is. But what all these things are eroding, right? You could put up with Arsenal losing and having a bad game, all that sort of stuff. But the erosion at executive level of our club and its soul, right? You know, moving from Highbury is one thing, but then keep all that other stuff because if you don't have that, yeah. you know, then, then you, you, you cease to be the, the sort of, you know, there used to be a kind of temple-like thing about going to, you know, it's a religion, isn't yeah. it? You go yeah. there because of all yeah. this stuff, yeah. even if the team loses, well, at least we're the Arsenal well, you know with, the, are, with the V, right? Do you know any Arsenal fans who still haven't got over with the bench, the cannon, well, facing well. the wrong way on the shirt? Uh, that, that, another thing, it's exactly. Every yeah. single yeah. fan you speak to... I said, well, nice badge. Everything the cannon was facing the right well, way. Well, my tattoo on my arm's still facing yeah. the right way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've been. We've got facing the wrong way. Right way. Proper, proper arsehole. That changed in 2002. We've had 16 years of the cannon facing the wrong way. Well, that was to ensure copyright. So. Yeah. Well, again, see, once <laughs> well, yeah, again, yeah. they're putting the cart before the horse. It's money, money, yeah. money, right? It's fine. I understand that. But, you know, they're going to make enough money if someone run, runs off a few, you know, uh, moody. Arsenal wraps every penny uh, counts. My, my <laughs> idea of a badge would be a solitary white cannon oh, facing yeah. the correct way. Yeah, on the seventies badge. 70s. No shield. Seventies. Seventies. I don't want half blue, half <clears throat> orange, half red. Frank McClintock. Ray just Kennedy. Want, That's I what want a white. About. I want a white cannon facing the right way on the pitch. Geordie Armstrong on the shirt, and that's it. Geordie Armstrong. Yeah. At this point, yeah. I'm going to bring in Danny Coyle on Instagram, who said, "What are your thoughts on the growing personal disconnect between the fans and the players' stroke management? Only Rob Holding came over to acknowledge the away fans at Newcastle." And it's a running theme should come from the management. Well, I'm not sure about that because I watched that on TV and I managed, and I've, I think it was more than just Rob Holding. Aubameyang went down, went down there for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's happened. And I'm, pretty, I'm sure there was three or four of them went down, maybe even more than that. Mm. Um, well, he was there, presumably. Yeah, um, I don't know about this disconnect. And they don't always players. come close. I mean, uh, at Brighton, we were both at Brighton. Virtually every player came over and clapped us. Mm. You, know? you know what I did notice? The yeah. club captain was on the bench. Yes. Her Mertesacker, yes. who hasn't played for. Well, he was on the bench. I thought, God, is he actually going to get a game? Yeah. Because, it, I mean, he always went up. He always he makes a point going yeah, up yeah. to the fans. Yeah, and and he, does. he does that thing. He does. That, we miss you know, her, actually. And it's like Huddersfield do it. It's a German thing. They go, they hold hands, they go, woo, like that. And they all, put, they, yeah, they all go up to the yeah. fans, whatever happens, right? And they, all, and they give it that. And, and it's like, you do that or else. Here's right? a question. Here's a question, Bessie. Mm. Would you swap Wenger for David Wagner, the Huddersfield uh, manager? Uh, oof. Was it, if it was if it was Wenger for well, one more year, yes, because if right now I'm swapping for anyone. If the only option was Wagner, would you take it? The, uh, for morale, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, sod it. I mean, I'll take, really, I'll take you. I'll take once, you, Steve. Once yeah. you take yeah. a new manager, yeah, it allows the club to move on to the normal cycle of other clubs. Yeah, whereby if the manager's crap. 
you just get shot at just it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's a situation so, we haven't been in for longer than I care to remember. Well, that's true. So what so we could do is you can always sack him okay, for a season. At least, yeah, give would him a season take, see what you can do. Would you take Wagner? Given that he's a, supposed to be a process of prop, isn't he? No. Well, he's got a reputation of sorts. Yeah. We might end up up there with Liverpool next year. It certainly it'd build morale. I yeah. mean, morale would go up. It'd be like okay. It'd be a bit like more. Well, let's see. I mean, it'd be a bit like Bruce Rioch again, wouldn't it? We'd, we'd, no, I, I think he's a bit, he's a bit more in your face than Bruce Rioch, isn't he? Mm. He's a bit more charismatic than Bruce Rioch, mm. and I think he would get the fans going a lot more than Wenger does. He yeah. wouldn't put up with the quiet Emirates. He'd walk up to the North Bank and say, "Come on, let's have a song." What about if we beat Atletico Madrid yeah. and get Simeone? Oh. No, it, Simeone is not going anywhere but Italy. We've been moved. Would you? Would you? Would you do that deal, Tim? I, I think whoever we get next, we're going to yeah. get a big dead cat bounce because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think so many fans are so fed up and there are some fans who've been fed up for many, many years yeah. now and yes. feel like they're trapped in some kind of <laughs> horrendous... When was, when was the last time you, know, you can remember a real buzz mm, at an Arsenal game? Yeah, well, There's been buzzes at Arsenal games. Have there? Yeah, the Chelsea home game in the League Cup semi-final. Really? Massive buzz that day. Really? It was absolutely brilliant. Well, winning the FA Cups were... No, uh, uh, the, the League, oh, home the league yeah. Cup semi-final this year in January against Chelsea. I quite enjoyed CSK Moscow, but I wouldn't call it a buzz. And so was the league game against Chelsea, the 2-2 draw. There was a good buzz that day as well. Yeah. And, they're, they're, and also against Everton, Southampton... Um, Southampton well well, maybe not Southampton so much but Palace definitely Everson definitely yeah but one thing that hasn't happened is that you turn up there and there's a buzz on the way in that's what I'm talking about yeah Yeah. 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 I mean we remember you used to go turn up like, yeah, this right, is a really big know. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm talking if, about like Wagner, Barcelona in 2009 yeah. or something. Yeah, if Wagner, if Wagner was was manager, right, for that first game, we'd all be like, "Ooh, something! Thank yeah. God for that!" Yeah, There'd be yeah, some yeah. kind of like weight lifted, ooh, wouldn't oh, there? David Wagner, yeah. ooh, oh, yeah. David Wagner. Or we could all sing Do- the, yeah. the Valkyries. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, maybe I think we, we've even lost the excitement of the That's pro and anti arson uh, camps because there's only one camp left. I know, really. exactly. I mean, we I'm haven't saying, even got that excitement yeah. anymore. Absolutely. We're about to find out, though, what it's like to have a buzz because I reckon if there isn't a buzz against Madrid yes. on the 26th of April, mm. then there's no hope. Nice. That has to be a full house. And I would hope as well that the club do something in the seats that we can lift up when the, when mm. the players come on. And we, the, but you're sounding like, like it's the final already. Nice. Because every other club's done that already, apart from us. Mm. Yeah, but wait, that, that shows what was, you know the sort of club we are now. It's a Europa League semi-final. Okay, look, it's a Europa League semi-final. It's good. Yeah, yeah there should, there's got to be a buzz. Even CSKA, they had coloured, coloured, they had like coloured banners, bunting, all, yeah, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but they? when you do that, yeah. right? Generally, that means it's like you know you're you're, you're like the small town guy making a big deal. Like, oh, Hang this on, is Real Madrid do it for God's sake. Well, right. Okay. Yeah. Remember when we went Arsenal to watch Real Madrid? We beat Real Madrid those days. You know, I mean. But do Arsenal think so they're above doing it? Because we, we, the last time we did it was against Bayern Munich about three I, I, years I ago. Think, I think there is a, maybe a superstition thing connected to it now. Isn't it? Whenever we do it, we lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. heavy defeat time. Well, I remember yeah. Barcelona getting. I've still, I, well, I last, don't know where that t shirt is from the Barcelona yeah. final. Well, the last two home Euro, Europa League games, the last 16 and the last eight. When all the players walked out, they walked out to a half-empty, yes. apathetic stadium. Yes. Yeah. Every other mm. every other Europa League game I've seen on TV, they've all walked out to full stadiums and loads of colour. So I, I think we should make an effort to do that. I'll tell you what they'll do. They'll do a light show. 
I'm just going to uh, read out two questions which we kind of already covered but I just want to mention everybody who has contributed so number one Tony Evans on the comments on the online going website how low will the bar have to go to force the board to act and sack Wenger will finishing below Burnley be low enough and then we get Adrian Wagner who emailed I think if Wenger stays, we could end up in the bottom six fighting for our Premier League survival. Do you agree? Yes, I fucking do. <laughs> we're not going we're we're to... The club are not going to sink that low for sheer reason of the economic strength they have to play. Players who will get home wins. Yeah. Okay. Even if they don't fancy it away, they'll always get enough points. You've always got those on your team with a Bambi Yang. You know, they'll not. We could end up like Chelsea at tenth or eleventh. Yes, that is possible. The thing is, what we have to be careful of is this year the away form has gone tits up, totally tits up. Totally. If the if the home form goes tits up next year, and Wenger, I don't know what's happened to our home form. We are in a blip. That blip's going to take us down. I tell you, because all it needs is for the home form to go the same way as the away form. And we are fucked. We should do a bit of research and actually look at this kit thing as well. Yeah. How many of those losses have been in that blue kit? I think quite I think a lot of them. We don't normally win in it, do we? We don't. We've won once don't... in Europe with it, I think. In Europe, yeah. Have we, we won? A, have we won a Premiership match in that kit? Have no. we won a Premiership? <laughs> no. What about what about we played against? Uh, was it Bartis Barasov or whatever? Yeah, really we wore that in blue at home. We've 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 yeah. we've, we've beaten Bartis Barasov away yeah. in that kit. And that's it. And that's we the played them in that, at home in that kit as well, didn't we? We lost the Ostersons in the kit. Ostersons, that's who it was. We yeah. yeah. lost the so Ostersons. I mean, that blue kit, the fact we lose at home when we wear it to Ostersons. We've only won one game in that kit, Barte Borisov away. We've lost, I think we've lost eight or nine matches in it. That's a lot of matches to lose. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. really does say, do yeah. not use that kit again, please. Right. Um, well, we'll we're at Old Trafford, won't we? Have we got? Are we up for a new away kit next season? Oh, yeah. uh, well, they always have a new away. Kit. Every two, season, now. two new away kits. Yeah. So they, maybe they'll just change from blue. And can we just go back to? If anyone's listening, there, the Arsenal gods. Can we just go back to yellow? Well, that decision's already we been made. We need to go back. We need to go back to the dark blue and lime one we had last year, where we won every single match in that kit. I don't mind dark blue. Do you remember that? I don't mind dark, dark blue. blue and dark blue and lime green. Oh, do you remember? Vaguely. It was. I called it the Sanchez kit, and Urzel scored that brilliant goal at. Um, so that Romanian club where he, where he sold uh, the keeper a dummy and, and then sold the two defenders a dummy on the line oh, well, how do you feel about Sanchez you sure that wasn't this season Sanchez, no that was last season losing 1-0 to West Brom that, that was quite nice to see him walk off the pitch with a bit of a you know yeah in a Man U shirt losing to West Brom oh Sport. right the dark blue and lime green shirt last year was our most successful away shirt in, of, of all time but we are a Sanchez type player short of really challenging for anything well a few other things short as well but the, the loss of Sanchez, you know, and for that matter, look, Santi Gazzola, Sanchez, any pl- players like that, okay, you've got Urzel and he, he will do things, but you need, a, you need someone for him to play with who's, who's got yeah, that class, yeah, right? Yeah. We don't have anyone, really. I mean, Ramsey is playing well, good, but we don't have that extra special. Like the Santi, I mean, uh, Santi Gazzola is like one of the big, you know, that's one of the tragedies of this. Which is you, know you can put your finger on when all of this shit started to happen. And it was when Santi Cazorla got injured. Yeah. Th- that seems to be the catalyst. We went down a peg. We that went seems down to be the catalyst for everything. Yeah. The away form, 
the bad attendances, the was that downward in, spiral. Was that in the autumn of 2015 October or 2016? 20, October 2017, was no, it? No, no, no. It it's either 15 or 16. Well, I think. I think he got injured around the late autumn 15, but did come back and then got injured again. Yeah. I think he did. October 16th, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I it was October 16th. Yeah. The problem is, we don't. Missed have, I mean, he's, he's yeah. a player you'd say it's like, you know, like a Liam Brady or a Thomas Rosicki or, a, like, you know, maybe not a Bergkamp or an Henri, but he's a player who will have that extra bit of special. San, Sanchez had that role as well. But now we've got. A, it's all on Ozil, basically. And if he's not on the pitch. Then yeah. you know, if we've got Willock and Awobi trying to, it's too much to ask of them. You know, do you, do you reckon that's the case, Basti? Do you reckon that's the case that we've we've gone downhill since Cazorla got permanently injured? Yeah, I'd say we have. Well, I'd say because he he's the sort of player he had that little. I say I keep saying little because he is quite little, but he had yeah. that little spark and that little yeah. bit of extra, and he was a player that everyone loved. Yeah, because they knew he could turn on a penny and do a little special thing put a ball on someone's foot do something you know really do something keep possession keep possession he was a a proper world class player he was a world class player I mean he was battling to get into the Spanish team you know a very good Spanish team at the time but I mean you know he still is he's up there at that level he's the sort of player that will attract other players who want to play with a player like that we don't don't have anything like that now we're all very it's all very cagey it's all very sort of I know players like that don't grow, grow on trees. <coughs> how come it's taken Wenger nearly two years to not replace Sanchez? Uh, uh, well, because they, at one point they believed he would be back. Yeah. Well, yeah. I also thought that Sanchez was filling that role in a way. I mean, so, he kind so. of was a kind of Cazorla-like yeah. player. Yeah. So, but now we don't. Now he's gone as well. With there is there's not there's enough creativity a, up there. There's, there's not enough definitely a gap front there. Definitely yeah, a gap there. No. fills it a bit. Mkhitaryan's good. He is good. Yeah. He's a step in the right direction because you can see, although he doesn't always, it doesn't always complete things and it doesn't always come out. But he's got that that pedigree that yeah. you think, okay, you'll come yeah. good. Yeah. Again, though, we would come a lot better with another manager. Yeah. <coughs> what are we going to do? We, what, what are we all going to do when we we well, it won't be in the newspaper the radio programmes will be interrupted we'll meet up TV for a we'll meet up for a drink TV programmes will be interrupted <laughs> and they'll say we, inter- we interrupt this programme to bring you a news flash Arsene Wenger has yeah. left Arsenal yeah and when you when you hear they will that be dancing and the Avenal you'll Road. remember where you were you remember there where it was like Kennedy being killed there will be subtitles halfway through Coronation Street yeah. and EastEnders Arsene Wenger leaves Arsenal so it's like Arsene Wenger leaves Arsenal yeah what are you going to do when you see that subtitle I'm going to run out in the street and go yes this brings us to the point yeah. Arsene has always maintained his priority is to make the Arsenal fans <laughs> <Yeah>. happy <laughs> <laughs> Arsene yeah. uh, you've, you've got it in your hands yeah, fella. you've yeah. got it in your hands I reckon do you know what I actually reckon there'll be a party outside the old East Stand in Avenal Road I'd go as far as to say the Gunners pub. If it was a summer's day, they'd be all outside yeah. the Gunners that's having the, a that's right the old time. I'll tell you what, now, on social media, someone, someone will say, let's all get down and meet up yeah, and yeah. have a drink. There'll be a couple of hundred people Festival down Festival atmosphere. It'd yeah. be like winning a cup, wouldn't it? I remember when we won the league and I ended up at the... Fire an open top bus. Remember, we won the double and we, had, we, we won the double and we ended up at the Bailey, and I ended up dancing with Nick Hornby yeah. on a on a pool table, and, yeah, and, yeah. and, pe- and people sort of openly puffing weed and stuff because it's like you know there's a, there's a sort of a kind of a 
amnesty for anything. <laughs> Imagine the papers the, the next day. Two hundred and fifty thousand people turned out to celebrate Arsene Wenger leaving yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I'm now going to answer a question myself because we sort of just have answered it. It's the last one from one of our um, uh, audience, and it's occasional panelist Simon Rose who tweeted, "What's the best that could happen now, and what's the worst?" I think the best would be Arsene goes and the worst he yeah. stays. In a weird sort of way, you've got a reverse situation because in a, if that's the if for Arsene really to go would be to lose our next eight away game, lose eight yeah. away games yeah, in a yeah, row. Yeah. Burnley goes above us. Yeah. We get kicked out by Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, uh, Madrid. Madrid. Season's yeah. over really quickly. Like within the uh, actually within the next three weeks. Yeah. That could happen. Yeah. And Arsene Wenger could, their board could be left with no uh, alternative but to ask Arsene Wenger to hand in his resignation. Well, I'll tell you what, whatever happens in the league, if we get stuffed in that home leg, like we usually do against Bayern Munich. Oh, God, yeah. If we lose that game by three or four goals. Oh, God. He's, he's going to be toast, surely, isn't he? Well, the only question is does he go then or does he wait? The yeah. other thing which I'm yeah. going to predict right now is if it all goes the shape of a pair, the lap of appreciation after the Burnley game, which will be to a half-empty stadium, yeah. will be a tribute to Santi Cazorla yeah. to take the heat off. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be a yeah. Santi loving. Yeah. Farewell, yeah. Santi. Mm. Yeah. Rather than yeah, yeah. Arson having anything to do with it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that they don't get completely mullered when they're walking around the Would pitch. you yeah. actively want us to do badly in order for Wenger to go or would there you there are people who do drop... not want us to win the Europa League so that it makes sure Arsenal goes there are people yeah. who genuinely there is, want there that is. there are yeah. that's there are. how bad it's no, got I would never want that I would still always want Arsenal to win the trophy I always want Arsenal, I want Arsenal to win every game between now and the end of the season um, but if we don't and Wenger leaves then that's the win-win well there's a bloke in the mirror wrote that even if Arsenal were to win the Europa League that Wenger would still go um, there was quite a big article a couple of weeks ago. I read it, and uh, I can't remember who wrote yeah. it. But it was, uh, you know. Well, the, it, the bottom line is: Will the club want to challenge for the Premier League next season? Because the only way they're going to get back into Champions League, even if they qualify for Champions League by winning Europa League, the only way they're going to get back into Champions League is either winning the damn thing next yeah. season, yeah, bit of a long shot, or by finishing in the top four. And the one thing this season has shown is two years running, Arsenal has failed to put the team into the top four. Why should it be any different next season? Well, we were saying earlier, it's not going to be any different next year. But next year, we're going down even further. I think it is because we will use a lot of mental strength. Next year, we're going down even. Next year, we're going down to 10th, 11th or 12th. But the, 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 the interesting <laughs> thing about all these Premier League matches where either we're losing away from home or winning at home in front of half-empty stadiums, yeah. is that people... It's because, basically, we're not doing it in the bread-and-butter competition. No, no, exactly. And if it is the bread-and-butter, why would you want to repeat the last two years? Absolutely. Why would you? Why would you care? Even, even, even if we're in the Champions League through Europa League, yeah. there's no point in, in actually just letting the guy have another season no. and doing the same. Because what you'll do is... He'll prioritise the Champions League in September, October, November, December. Uh, we'll probably lose even more league games than we've lost this year because he still won't let anyone coach the defence for him. 
um, and we'll and we'll end up even in a worse position than we are now. Well, you mentioned the empty stadiums. I was coming back from the Moscow home game, and I was I actually went by car. I never usually go by car, but I got someone someone gave me a ticket, and we drove together. And so we're listening to Talk Sport on the way home, right, or whatever it is. And they were go, they were ringing in, and they were going on about. And the, the, I don't know who it was. The pundit was going on about. Oh, you know, Arsenal's empty stadium. You know, that was, there must have been at least you know it was half empty or something, which it wasn't actually against Moscow. I would say there was probably no, Moscow maybe was fifty two, fifty two, fifty thousand. Now listen, what's the maximum capacity at Anfield? Uh, I think it's fifty five now. Okay, so look, you're talking about. A pretty look. I mean, the maximum capacity at Highbury was fifty-ish odd, wasn't it? I mean, comfortably, and even with seating, what was it? Forty-five. No, so, no, 30, 38. 38 it went down. But I remember, like forty-five, felt like a lot of people back in the day, right? So uh, fifty thousand is still a credible amount of people. It's not something you make an issue of. No. I think. I think what, what it you is, do make is, an is, issue is, of is if you lie about how many people. Are well, there. That's a different I, thing. In terms of visibility. In the old days, when, when crowds were on their feet, as opposed to in seats, and even now, when crowds are standing up, for example, in the away section, it looks fuller than it necessarily is. Mm. With seats, it's very difficult to hide yeah, the absentees. No, no that's right, because there's, uh, there's lots of red dots everywhere, right? I mean, we exactly. Use, if it's standing, you've got people's legs could be people's anything, so it sort of yeah. fills it up. Yeah. I mean, it varies, and certainly there are, there are certainly, on occasion... I mean, the Man City home game. There were certainly, I reckon, there were probably three or 4,000 people who physically would not have been able to get to that game because of transport issues. But if Arsenal were going for the title, I think there would only have been 5,000 empty seats in that game instead of 30,000. So, you know, Mm. the, the bottom line for most of the empty seats is people have lost interest. Of course. We want, we want to be fighting for titles. And if, like, three quarters of the season it's clear we're not going to win anything, you know, I mean, you'll get your... You'll, you'll get, and we're not, playing, we're not playing particularly well, and well, we're playing a, bre- a, a brand of football that is painful to watch sometimes, yeah, then yeah. why would you go and pay 70, 30, 50, 40 quid to go and watch pain? Can I, can I just throw a curveball in here? Go on. Changing the subject totally. You know Man United lost 1-0 at home to West Brom on Saturday, didn't they? Wasn't it lovely? Was it Saturday or Sunday, Sunday wasn't it? Yeah. Lovely, brilliant. Did they deliberately lose that game so that City won the title when they weren't actually playing a match? No. No. And they were all like no. at home with their wives no. and families? No, not Did they all. think, well, we fucked you up last week by beating you. This week we fuck you up again by making you win the title no. when you're all at home. No, that, no, no, because no, it's no, no, you, you're in. La, so you la, don't la, think United no. deliberately lost that game? You threw a curveball well, at what, yourself. Why else could they have lost at home to West Brom? Because basically they were unmotivated. Well, they've lost interest in the same way yeah, you know, we've yeah, lost yeah, interest. Yeah. They're yeah. not all playing. They're, all they're interested yeah. in now yeah. is the FA Cup. They're going to mm. finish second or third. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't like the manager particularly. No. Um, so they're not really playing for the manager a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but there was a time a where there was a time where if a team was a, knew that, say, if Arsenal were playing and they knew Tottenham could win the league that day, or Man U and Man City or Everton and Liverpool, they'd play their guts out. Yeah. They play their guts out for the crowd that's there, just for their crowd, just not to let the others do it today. Can they beat Spurs in the FA Cup semi-final at Wembley? <sighs> they can. Um, Do I we think... want them to? Oh, God, yes. Well, why? 
Because, because if they first. win the FA Cup, no. But if they win the FA Cup, we're back on thirteen each again. I know. I know. There so, is that. No, no. That for me, that's the only thing. No, I want Man U not to win it. Right. I don't right. care if Tottenham look. Tottenham are Tottenham. Right. Whatever. Right. We don't want Tottenham to win anything either. No. That's true. That's I think we're coming you from. may have a point. I really see where you're coming from. It is the devil and the deep <laughs> I, I really see where you're coming from. But they, but we would hope that Chelsea beat Southampton, and then when they play Man United, Chelsea can win. So, you want, so we want Chelsea to win the FA well, well, rather than United. This, this is really bad. If, if Southampton won it and we finished seventh, we, we wouldn't we, have to worry about Europa League no, at all. No, if no. Southampton can not, win the FA Cup, they're not going to. That be, would make it. That would end, it would end up being a really good season. Well, can you imagine if they beat Spurs at Wembley? That would be the ideal season, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. Take that. So one, they, talk about teams yeah. playing meaningless games. Yeah. One of my favourite games was. Do you remember the Chelsea Spurs game? Where Spurs had to win it to stay in the title race with Leicester. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and most of the Spurs yeah, yeah, team yeah, should yeah. have been oh, sort of. Oh, that was an interesting yeah. example because Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. That was a meaningless game for Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. played it. Very good. Uh, they played their heart out. And that, that was a that fabulous did. game. Oh, gotcha. Uh, and yeah. I, uh, that, that, I think everyone enjoyed that. That's but, one of the greatest. Uh, but that's unusual. Time, yeah. It was a yeah. super game. But it, but that's unusual. Yeah. And that was the day that Leicester won the title, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 that's right. Spurs. What it, what it meant it was... was Spurs could not win the title from their own games. I see. Leicester had to blow it. Right. But uh, they didn't actually win it, I think, for another week. Really? Yeah. Well, that's didn't, how didn't close because I think it was, it was the next Spurs game didn't where Spurs. The next, the next Spurs game where they, they lost, I believe, was oh. the one where Leicester won the title. Oh, I could have sworn they cut to all the Leicester players no, in the pubs. No, no, I don't. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, uh, before we finish. Well, that's um, another thing which has made this season so tragic is how far behind Tottenham Hotspurs we are. Indeed. And that, yeah. that, that is. That, I mean, that and they, in theory, is a in theory, are playing on a neutral ground. Mm. In I theory. Know. Yeah. Do you think it's unfair that they're playing the FA Cup semi final and final on their home ground? Well, the only thing you can say is the crowd will be 50 50. Yeah. Yeah. So, in yeah. terms of the atmosphere, those, yeah. it yeah. will be. Well, they take those big Tottenham banners off the corners. Oh, I yeah. think they'll have to. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. They'll yeah. take them off. Yeah. Right, I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, to end for a aggregate score prediction for the semi final against Atletico Madrid. So you haven't touched on the Burnley thing yet. Well, I mean, we kind of covered it, but I, I will. Burnley, I will do it as we did. It. Results we Basically, did. Oh, yeah. before we started, yeah. I asked all the guys individually to predict the win, draw, or lose for the remaining Premier League matches for both Arsenal and Burnley for the rest of the season. And in the end, Basti, his selections had Arsenal clear of Burnley by five points. Steve had Arsenal clear of Burnley by one point, and Tim had Burnley ahead of Arsenal by one point on their predictions. So, all to play for, although obviously the key game will be Sunday the 6th of May, which uh, Tim and Steve predicted Arsenal will win, and uh, Mustafi, or Basti, uh, said it will be a draw. So, um, So Burnley are going to win then? Uh, well, time will tell, but um, it's uh, it's there's something at stake for the club anyway because yeah. of the pre-season. And yeah. does this also say where we are? I mean, so imagine you're a Tottenham fan here wigging onto We're this. We're worried then, about those Arsenal fans. They're talking yeah. about Six. can they stay above that Burnley? Will be oh, no. That's how bad Sky, it is. Exactly. Sky will be marking oh. that game yeah, exactly. as the big six. 
face. And, Play yeah. off. and next year it'll be can we get in the top half of the table by finishing above Palace? Oh dear. Yeah. Oh. Well, once we had caviar, gentlemen, yeah. now yeah. I don't know what we're eating, but it's even worse. Worse than sausages, yes, indeed. Wenger made the analogy of sausages. Right, are we going to have a prediction for Atletico aggregate? Yes or no? Uh, what, what do you want? What do I you want, want you to predict the score after the two legs. What do you mean, the actual score? Yeah. Can we do just, just both games? Can we do both games? I reckon. All right, reckon, do them individually and I'll talk to you. I reckon after two legs we'll lose 4 2. Right, okay, two. Uh, two all, we're going to go through on away goals. Interesting. Fantastic. Oh, optimist. 3 1 to Atletico Madrid. Right, okay. On that cheerful note, <laughs> I will just give you a quick plug for the current issue of Laguna, which can be bought outside the ground at our remaining three home fixtures and this season and at away matches from the venerable Alex. Uh, has a the Europa League trophy on the front cover, given that's what this season has boiled down to. And plenty of nostalgia inside about the runs to the Fairs Cup final in 1970 and the UEFA Cup final in 2000. And as stated earlier, we will continue publishing next season, although with a far more limited match day sales operation, as the majority of issues will be sent to our subscribers in the post. Kev wants to go to the pub. I will be able to enjoy a social match day for home games for the first time in about 28 years. Hang on, um, breaking news. I've yeah. just realised, actually, I think Arsenal will beat Real Madrid. Uh, not Real Madrid. Atletico Madrid, Madrid yeah. 3-2 over the two legs. Right. I've just had a flash. Right. So I thought Brilliant. I'd share that with you. Now yeah. we're going to win, after all. Right. Brilliant. So oh, finger in next year, then. Yes. <laughs> See you in Lyon. As usual, a reminder that you can contact us regarding anything to do with the podcast via Twitter, at Guna Podcast, and email, <coughs> gunapodcast at gmail.com. Many thanks for the questions and topics submitted for today. I think I did name-check everybody, so thanks to you all. Uh, with that, it is goodbye from Steve. Goodbye. Tim. Farewell. And Mustafi. Auf Wiedersehen. We'll be back with an end-of-season edition in May. Until then, this is your host, Kevin Witcher, saying goodbye. And thanks for listening. La-di-da-di-da, la-di-da-di-dee, all good friends and jolly good company. Well, hey!